how do you become one of the most widely read and influential poets of the second half of the 20th century? Well, basically, you have to marry a man that you didn't even love, divorce him after three kids, write a bunch of poetry about how you didn't even love him in the first place, and then find your partner and live happily ever after with her until you die. That's right, folks. Today we're talking about Adrian Rich. Hey, thanks for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Adrian Rich. Adrian Rich was a poet who had a lot of really, really great poems, a couple of books, and a lot of awards. Adrian Rich was born in Baltimore, Maryland on May 16, 1929. She was the oldest of two daughters to Arnold and Helen Rich. Her early poetic influence came from her father, who tried to create a prodigy out of her. He encouraged her to read poetry and write her own, allowing her to read works from his library. Adrian graduated from Radcliffe College in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She married Alfred H. Conrad, in 1953 at the age of 30. He was the professor of economics at Harvard University and they had three sons together. David, who was born in 1955, Pablo, born in 1957, and Jacob, born in 1959. Adrian was later quoted saying that she didn't marry Alfred because she loved him. She married him because she wanted to distance herself from her family and she wanted what she saw as a woman fulfilling her life. In 1970, she divorced Alfred but shortly after, he committed suicide. After she was trapped from her loveless marriage, Adrian wrote a lot of reflection poetry on how she had felt, trapped somewhere with no compassion or happiness, pretending that she was okay. But things began to turn around for Adrian when in 1976, she began a relationship with a Jamaican writer named Michelle Cliff, who was, in fact, a woman. Adrian finally stopped pretending how she had felt since adolescence. In 1997, Adrian was offered the National Medal of Arts by President Clinton, but she refused, saying that, I couldn't acknowledge such an honor from President Clinton or this White House in light of the fact that the importance of workmanship, as I get it, is incongruent with the skeptical governmental issues of this organization. Art amounts to nothing on the off chance that it basically enhances the supper table of the power which holds it prisoner. Adrian passed away on March 27, 2012, at the age of 82. Throughout her life, Adrian Rich wrote a lot of poetry. She has books, many books. She has just collections of random poems. She just has a lot of poetry. Um, one of those that really, you know, stands out to me personally, it's called 21 Love Poems, and it's just 21 love poems in a book. But I think what makes it so appealing, at least to me, and I know to a number of other people who enjoy her work is that it's not just cliche generic love it's about well first off obviously she she's a lesbian and in 21 love poems her poems are centered around you know gay love like the love between women and how unaccepted it was for that back then in the 70s and even now it still is today and the second aspect of it is that it's not cliche generic love in the sense that she kind of talks about the downs of love more rather than the ups and how even though it's difficult, you still kind of have to push through it. And that's just such a beautiful thing to think about.
and bring to the forefront. It's definitely a change of pace than like the cliche, just love is great, love is wonderful. And she really digs deeper, which is why they're such deep poems. My personal favorite poem from 21 Love Poems is just entitled Poem 17 because they're all just numbered that way. And it goes, No one's fated or doomed to love anyone. The accidents happen. We're not heroines. They happen in our lives like car crashes. Books that change us. Neighborhoods we move into and come to love. Tristan and Isolde is scarcely the story. Women at least should know the difference between love and death. No poison cup, no penance. Merely a notion that the tape recorder should have caught some ghost of us. That tape recorder, not merely played, but should have listened to us and could instruct those after us. This we were, this how we tried love, and these are the forces they had ranged against us, and these are the forces we had ranged within us, within us and against us, against us and within us. Tristan and Isolde is a German opera, and it's about two lovers who fall in love because of a potion. Tristan dies because a jealous king stabbed him, and there are a lot of different versions and different variations of Tristan and Isolde, but the overall message kind of is that Tristan dies, and the potion is meant to keep lovers together, so Isolde dies too. Adrian uses the tragic story of Tristan and Isolde to kind of remind us that Tristan and Isolde is scarcely the story, meaning that Love doesn't always have to be so dramatic and tragic. It can still be beautiful while still being normal and simple. And it's not always necessary to die for love. After the mention of Tristan and Isolde, the poem kind of has a shift from, like, biting to more kind of reminiscent. And Adrian uses the metaphor of a tape recorder to convey how much she wishes that she could have more to remember her love by because Michelle passed away before she did. She kind of says that her love should be taught and told and repeated, and that the beauty in her love was that it was simple but beautiful, supporting the theme revolving around Tristan Nysold. Adrian has written many more poems with just as beautiful and deep meanings. And there you have it, folks, the incredible Adrian Rich. She truly made the world a better place, and she talked about some not-quite-so-hot topics. Even the ugly sides need to be talked about sometimes. And Adrian definitely knew that. Thank you for joining me.